Welcome to the Gut Podcast. I'm Mary McLean, Senior Lecturer and Consultant in Gastroenterology at the University of Aberdeen, Scotland, UK. And in my capacity as Education Editor, I'm hosting this podcast today. This month, I'm discussing the Editor's Choice Manuscript from the April 2018 issue entitled Bacteriophage Transfer During Fecal Microbiota Transplantation in Clostridium Difficile Infection is Associated with Treatment Outcome. I'm delighted to welcome the senior author of the paper here today, Professor Su Ng from the Chinese University of Hong Kong. So thanks for joining the podcast today. You're very welcome, Marie. It's my pleasure. So Clostridium difficile is a global problem and FMT or faecal microbial transplant is an established and efficacious treatment in those with refractory or recurrent infection. Can you start by giving us a brief summary of the main considerations around the epidemiology and pathogenesis of C. difficile infection? Uh, sure. So if you look at the recent data in the United States, um, it's been shown that the burden of C. diff infection is actually close to half a million infections um, annually now. And um, more importantly, C. diff is now associated to up to 30,000 deaths in the United States. And even the inpatient cost alone has um, been estimated to be more than 4.8 billion. And the situation in Europe is also not that different. Uh, in fact, almost half of the GI infections um, has been reported to be caused by C. diff infections. So I think this has really emerged in recent times as one of the most important causes of um, healthcare-associated diarrhea. And based on these, um, many countries now have um, accepted that C. diff infections and how to combat this is one of the uh, main priorities. If you look at its pathogenesis, we know about this bacteria since 1935. I mean, that was the year it was um, identified. And it, it's important because it really can colonize the large intestine and it releases some um, two types of proteins. And these are toxins that can cause colitis in um, susceptible um, people. And what's worrying is this infection is usually transmitted by spores, and the spores itself are resistant to acid, to antibiotics, and even to heat. So we've seen some epidemics um, in the last um, 10 or 20 years, because these spores are actually living around, I mean, in the healthcare facilities, and they're also found even in the environment and even in the food supply as well. And this would then allow for all the hospital and community transmission. So what are the current treatment strategies and how effective is FMT for treatment of this infection? Uh, so if someone is infected with um, C. diff um, diarrhea, generally the physicians will start uh, by using antibiotics and these include the traditional antibiotics such as metronidazole, vancomycin and fidaxomine. And in most cases, it will provide a, a good cure rate. However, the issue is that up to about a quarter of these subjects will have a recurrence, and this can take place as early as even eight weeks. And for some patients, they can have one to two recurrences, and this risk continues to increase, and it can be up to even 65%. There are a few reasons why this may occur. So for example, it could be due to failure in our immune response towards the toxins of this bacteria, or it could be due to lack of a sort of protection of our normal fecal microbiota. Um, what's fascinating is that uh, in the last um, five years, many studies have shown that using a fecal microbiota transplantation, also known as FMT, is safe and it's also very effective in patients with recurrent C. diff infections. 
So basically, you would use the bacterial flora from the feces of a healthy donor and infuse it into the diseased person with the hope that you can replace this healthy colonic flora, which has been wiped out by all the antibiotics or different things that have been used before. And you can then re-establish what we call an equilibrium and also establish resistance to colonization for the C. diff. It is quite remarkable because amongst all the studies shown, um, the success rate in treating recurrent C. diff is about 85 and up to 90% in some series. So although FMT is known to be effective, the mechanisms underlying response are not fully defined. So here you assess the role of the virome, particularly bacteriophage, within the transplanted microbiota in this response. So remind us of what is known of the human gastrointestinal virome and particularly the bacteriophage component in health and disease. Yes, that's right. So we do know that FMT works in C. diff infections. But our knowledge on how it really works and what it does I mean, to our gut microbiome is pretty much due in the infancy. And um, if you look at the literature, most of the previous work has focused on the, the changes in the gut bacteria. But there are other members of our microbiome. We call them the dark matters. So these dark matters are the gut virum or the gut fungum. And they have been pretty much neglected um, until recently. And partly it's because we now have more advances in high-throughput sequencing technologies to be able to identify some of these um, gut virum. So the human virum um, has bacteriophages. It also has the animal cell viruses and other types of viruses. And the genetic um, component is also much larger than our gut and bacteria. What we know is that in the healthy individual, uh, these bacteriophages uh, have very uh, high diversity and they are also stable. But in the disease state, what happens is that you have um, imbalance. So these gut virum becomes out of balance and the state of dysbiosis then um, occur. But I have to say currently, we know still very little about the function and the roles of this um, virum in both human health and diseases. And definitely, I think the next uh, five years will be an exciting time in looking at the explorations between the host and the virum um, for both health and even diseases. So what was the hypothesis of this study? We did some preliminary work and we found that the gut virum, including the bacteriophage, are altered in patients uh, with uh, Clostridium difficile infections. So because we know that FMT works, we hypothesized that FMT would actually restore the equilibrium or the balance of this gut virum. Uh, this could be achieved by the engraftment of the donor virum and that this could um, be associated with successful outcomes in FMT. What methods did you use to assess this? Uh, for this study, uh, we recruited subjects uh, with Clostridium difficile infections, and they were part of a randomized controlled trial uh, of the assessment of fecal microbiota transplant in C. diff. So we had nine C. diff subjects who received FMT, and we also have five subjects who had antibiotics treatment. And we then followed these subjects and collected their stool every month up to four months. And we then um, enrich and isolate the stool 
and we performed gut virome sequencing by taking up the virus-like particles and we amplify them and we sequence them with the traditional method of using metagenomic sequencing. But at the same time, we were also interested in the bacterial interaction. So we use 16S DNA to sequence and look at the bacterial profile as well. So moving on to your results, did the faecal virome differ in those with C. difficile infection compared to healthy controls or those with alternative gastrointestinal infection? Uh, yes, it did. Uh, when we tried to compare the healthy controls to the C. diff patients, we found that the C. diff patients had much, much higher abundance of the Cordovar virus. So this is the most commonly found um, virum within the um, viral order. But on the other hand, they have a decreased diversity, the richness, and also the evenness of the cardiovascular um, virus um, in C. diff um, subjects. Um, they then wanted to ask if this change was specific to C. diff infection only. And to do that, we included another group of subjects, and these are people who have acute gastroenteritis from norovirus infection. Uh, in this group of controls, we found that there was a reduction in both the richness and the diversity of the cardiovirus, but the abundance remained low when we compare them to the controls. So this would then suggest that the virum dysbiosis we actually reported in the CDIV is quite likely to be disease-specific. This is quite important to elucidate, especially when we want to use FMT to treat these subjects. So taking this a step further, does the enteric virome change after FMT administered as treatment for C. difficile? Uh, from our data, there was changes found again. So after FMT, all the C. diff subjects showed a reduction, quite a big drop in the cardiovirus abundance. And there was also very profound differences in the virum composition across all the nine subjects who received FMT. What I found very interesting was that we found very similar virum configurations between the donor who provided the stool and the recipient who received the stool. And in this cohort, the donor and the recipient actually were from the same family. So the donors were the relatives to the recipient. And this may show a household effect even on the virome structure. And to take this further, we then look at those people who responded to FMT and those who did not. And we were able to find that there were about 15 species that were differentially enriched between these two groups. So you've... Uh mentioned the bacteriophage cardiovirilis um, several times. So from this initial data, um, what did transfer of this bacteriophage associate with treatment response? That's right, actually. We were interested in this cardiovirus, which is part of the Fartian family, and for two reasons. Partly because cardiovirus was the most abundant and it was also the most uh, significantly changed viral within the patient with C. diff. So we wanted to know if uh, the cardiovirus from the donor can actually affect the treatment response to FMT. And overall, it seems that the richness of the cardiovirus donor was important. So if the richness from the donor was higher than the recipient, then the subjects with C. diff actually achieved a response to FMT therapy. 
And in fact, there was a larger proportion of the cardiovirus that was transferred from the donor to the recipient at the last follow-up stool, so up to four months in those who actually responded to treatment. And we wanted to then quantify this further and found that if the donor-derived cardiovirus occupied more than 20% of the virum, actually these subjects also had a response. So overall, this indicator seems quite useful and in the future may even represent like a surrogate or a biomarker to determine the ratio between the donor and the recipient cardiovirus to help us determine response to treatment. Most patients receive antibiotic therapy prior to FMT for C. difficile infection. So does this antibiotic exposure affect the virome? Uh, antibiotics is very commonly used in C. diff infection. In fact, it's the first-line treatment. So we have a cohort of subjects who only receive um, antibiotics. And when we look at those who actually responded to the vancomycin, which is the antibiotics used in this study, there was really no change in the cardioviral diversity or richness, and which would suggest that antibiotics may have quite little or minimal effect on the cardiovirus and community. But in contrast, when we look at the FMT people who actually responded to treatment, there was a lot of correlation between the cardiovirus and the bacteria diversity and richness. So overall, I suspect that FMT actually has a synergistic effect on both our bacteria and also our viral component of the gut microbiome but antibiotics may predominantly affect only the bacteria component of the microbiome and probably less so the virome. So how does the virome interact with the bacterial population of the microbiome and does this interaction impact the treatment response to FMT? Uh, Yes, I think the bacteria and the virum uh, interact with each other because they have a what we call a predator and prey relationship. And the interaction between these two kingdoms are quite important in the establishment of what we call a very balanced ecosystem. So, for example, in healthy individuals, we found very significant and good correlation between both the virum and the bacterial diversity and also the richness. But on the other hand, in C. diff subjects, these correlations were quite distorted. Whereas what FMT does is it was able to shift the microbiome community from a very low to a very high bacterial richness and diversity, and also from a low to a high cardiovirus diversity. And this results would mean that there seems to be very distinct uh, and specific viral bacteria interaction before and after FMT treatment. So finally, how might this data impact on clinical practice in the future? Uh, so I think in the next decade or so, it is likely that the field of FMT will continue to expand to different diseases apart from C. diff infection. And uh, many a times we've been focusing on just the outcome. I think these data highlight we need to move one step back and really start thinking about um, precision medicine and how to target individuals to have higher response rate. And this data seems to highlight a new concept to FMT in that it's not only the bacteria that's important, the bacteriophage may be just as important, 
And um, in fact, we need to be thinking that, for example, if you're able to choose a donor that may have a higher fudge that may be transferred to a recipient, you can have a much favorable um, response. So uh, in the future, I think we might need to take into consideration very detailed characterization of our donor and our recipient at a deeper level, not just the fact that they are healthy and um, they have a you know, good diet. I think we may need to really characterize them based on the fecal, the virum and the bacterium. But these findings, I hope, we could then subsequently confirm in a larger cohort and study more about the significance of the gut virus in human health. Well, that brings us to the end of today's podcast. I'd like to thank Professor Suiting for joining me today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Marie. It's been a pleasure. For more information, please see the full manuscript on the Gut website at gut.bmj.com. And I'd like to remind the listeners that you can subscribe to the podcast regularly through iTunes and all major podcast platforms. 